Welcome to TikTok. It's time to talk. Hi there. I'm Helen Tick, your host for today, and I thank you so much for being with me. And I hope that you are having a great day. And I hope that you know and realize that you were created for greatness. And I hope you believe in yourself. And I hope you have a time, a good time with me today as we are going to talk about, did you get it? Hope. Yes, we're going to talk about hope today. And last time we talked about three powerful words, faith, hope, and love. And they are very powerful words and they're very active and they can be used in our life for, for us to do great things. But before I get started, I really want to thank Orion Neighborhood Television, other known as On TV. This is in Lake Orion, and it is amazing. This place is so awesome. It is so beautiful, and the people here are so amazingly awesome. They are fantabulous. They are so great to work with, and like I said before, they are my destiny helpers, and Ian Locke is one of the main men here, and he him and I talked for a while yesterday, and it was so good getting to know him. And it was amazing how you can learn all this technology of talking in a mic and all of these things. And Joe Johnson gave me my lesson, and he is fabulous. And I have met Tessa and Tracy today. And I just want to encourage you, if you want to do a podcast or a YouTube or video music or whatever your talent is, come to On TV and just use their equipment. It's all free. It's amazing. If you need the number, it's 248-393-1060. Again, 248-393-1060. So anyways, I really do hope that you're having a great day. I know that I am. I so am having fun with this. So today we are talking about hope and what is it that you're hoping for? And are you hoping for anything? Sometimes we get up in the morning, our routine is the same. We get up, we go to work, or we get up, we go to school, we get up, we do the same old, same old, same old thing. We take the same route wherever we go. There are times, seriously, there are times where I have gone to Kroger so many times, and even when I'm not supposed to be going to Kroger, I end up pulling in Kroger going, what am I doing? I'm not shopping today because I'm so programmed to go there all the time. So that's the thing is sometimes we can be programs. Well, we are not robots. We don't want to be like a robot. We want to use our minds. You know, when I was growing up, I remember, and this was young, I was young, not that I'm old, okay, but anyways, I remember hearing on the news all the time, and our dad used to make us watch the news, and it was so boring. But anyways, I remember hearing all the time, it, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. And I heard it all the time. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. And it is so true. Now, that seed was planted in my mind when I was really young. I was probably six, seven years old. And... When I got older, I started thinking about that. 
when I started um, networking and being around youth and, and doing different activities. And even when I had my business doing daycare and, you know, was around adults, even though I was with kids all day. So I knew to use the mind that it was a great thing. And when we networked, it was really awesome because they always said, leaders are readers. Readers are leaders. Leaders are readers. So they always had us reading a book a month. And it was so cool because we had our own group of people and we'd travel all over the place. And it was so fun. And we would network different businesses, different um, our, uh, different products and stuff like that. And we would read books and then we would go back the next month and we would discuss what we read in the book. Well, as a kid growing up, I never liked to read. And then now I absolutely love to read. Can't get enough books. But anyways, I knew that it was activating my mind. So I was learning more. And I just want to encourage you to use your mind. Even older people, you know, I see people that retire. I see people that are older. And, you know, they start repeating things. Well, because if we don't activate our mind, even if you do a puzzle or play chess or play checkers or um, do tic-tac-toe with somebody or word searches I love doing, anything to activate your mind is a very powerful thing because it keeps you physically as well as mentally in tune with what's going on. So our topic today, our word today is hope. So I hope you use your mind and don't let anybody take your mind from you. That I mean, there's so much mind control out in the world today. It's unbelievable. And guard your heart and mind. There's a scripture that says, guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. We have to guard our heart, but we also have to guard our mind. So don't believe everything that people are saying. Anything that I'm saying, any scriptures that I'm saying, look up for yourself. So we have hope, and hope is a very powerful word. It's very powerful because we can hope for things to come to us. We can hope for things. We can hope the best things for other people and see them be blessed. Hope is very powerful. And it's something that you haven't received yet, but you are hoping for it. Some people are hoping for a husband, you know. Um, I'm not going to go there. But anyways, yes, we can be hoping for a husband. And we can be hoping um, for better relationships. We can be hoping for many things that we want in our life. So there are some scriptures I want to quick go over, and I don't have a lot of time because my time's running out, but these are awesome scriptures, and we can apply them to our life. Whether you're a Christian or not, you can apply these to your life. Psalm 33, 18 says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love. Sometimes, we'll get to it, our next powerful word is love. But sometimes we don't feel loved. And that is the worst feeling in the whole wide world. Rejection and not feeling, feeling love is horrible, horrible feelings. So we have hope in us to hope for things, to hope for a career, for hope for we make an A on that test. 
to hope for whatever it is. So this scripture is saying that we have God and we have God on our side. We are to fear him because he is the almighty, but he can be our best friend too. And so though our hope is in his steadfast love. Now, when you look at that, his love is steadfast. His love is moving. And one of the greatest things that I came to him for was to be loved because there was things in my childhood, there was things in my young adulthood that was horrific and trials that I went through that were devastating. And you, I was told that, you know, you're not loved and, and whatnot, and you'll never be this and that. And you end up believing it, so you act upon it. And I remember different people came into my life about God and whatnot. And finally I started going to a Bible study or whatever and started reading the Bible. But I remember one day in my home, the presence of God just came over me and I felt his love. It was like an encounter with him and I felt his love and it was so overwhelming. I couldn't stop crying. And all I kept thinking and saying out loud was, you mean out of all the people in the whole wide world, out of the millions and billions of people, you love me? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. And it was a real love. It was, it was tangible. It was him and he was manifesting his love. So anyway, so I don't know why I'm going on that when we're talking about faith, but it is in the scripture. So Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love. I just wanted to say his, his love is always moving. It's not, he, he just doesn't, he's not uh, stagnant at all. Psalms 137 says, hope in the Lord, for with, uh, with the Lord there is unfailing love. His redemption overflows. So really, you can see how hope and love go together. And remember, God is love. So, John 29, 11, this is a lot of people's favorite scripture. And this is where we can find out what our destiny is because God gave us this scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know, and this is God speaking, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to give you a hope, not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. Isn't that awesome? And so when we look at that scripture, it's like he gives us a blueprint for our life, a plan. He's already planned it out. Another, another time I want to talk about is there is a book written about us. He wrote a book about us. Every individual person on the face of the earth has a book written about them because God wrote it and it's about every day of our life. And he knew we were going to go off on the deep end and sometimes get off track and do whatever. But the main thing is coming to him. So he said he gives us a hope and a future. When we seek after him, we find out what's in our blueprint, what is in our book. How do we do that? Well, we find out what our talents are, what our passions are. You know, people go to work and they just go to work because they need the money, because they need a job, because they need benefits. Do they love going to work every day? Is it something they're passionate about? 
these are the things that we need to think about. These are the things that we need to hope for of whatever it is that we're hoping for, whatever it is that we want to be. And remember, you can be anything you want. Just have a mindset, have faith, have hope. Here's another awesome scripture. Lamentations 3, 21 through 23 says, Yet I call this to mind, and therefore I have hope because the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish. So we're bringing it to our mind. Oh, yeah, God is for me. He's not against me. Oh, yeah, there's hope. And there's hope that we can put our faith in him. And his love will cause us not to perish. That's what it's basically saying. I'll say it again. Yeah, I call this to mind, and therefore I have hope, because the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish. That's awesome. Another awesome scripture um, says this. You answer us in righteousness, in awe-inspiring words, God of our salvation, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of all the distant seas. That is so awesome. And that's in uh, Psalm 65, 5. So it says, the Lord answers us in righteousness, in awe-inspiring works. You know, he creates a new day for us every single day. He creates it. He creates a sunset, the sunrise. Um, Everything we see as soon as we walk outside, he created. And so we can be, we He is awesome, and we can see his inspiring works, his awe-inspiring works. So he answers us. What does that mean? Well, you must be praying for something, and he's answering us in in righteousness, in awe-inspiring works. God of our salvation, the hope of all the ends of earth and of the distant seas. I mean, these are the things we can just, Ponder on, meditate on, think about. We can have hope. We can have hope to the ends of the earth. You know, Albert Einstein said this. To use the imagination is more powerful than having knowledge. Now, what did he mean by that? And this is what he said. He gave the answer. Because you can take your imagination and go anywhere in the world with it. You can use your imagination and go anywhere in the world. Where knowledge is just, it's there. And you, you can create more knowledge. I mean, there is so much knowledge going on in the world, yes. But your imagination, going to the imagination station, you can go anywhere in the world. So if you get a phone call and somebody says, yeah, I'm in Hawaii. Oh, my gosh, the waves are just tumbling in. Hear it, you know, you can hear it. So you're imagining what does that look like? And, oh, it's like 90 degrees, but it, there's no humidity. Sandy beach, and the, the color of the water is amazing. So you start thinking about what the color of that water is that this person's telling you. They're actually there, but you're there in your mind thinking about it. So we have the hope of all the ends of the earth and the distant seas. God is so good. So anyways, there's another one, and it says this, rest in God alone, my soul, for my hope comes from him. He alone is my rock 
and my salvation, my stronghold. I will not be shaken. That's Psalm 62, 5 and 6. This, I mean, if we stop and think about this. Okay, so we rest in God. There is a rest in God. And sometimes we think, oh, I'm just going to fall asleep and rest. And that is a rest. That's a rest in God. You know, we can take a nap. You know, we can sleep. But we can also sit and ponder and rest and and just uh, calm our body and not really think of a lot. And we can rest in God alone. We can be alone with God or we can just totally rest in him. And then it says my soul. Our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. So we can rest our mind, our will, and our emotions. We can put them to rest and we can rest in God. Why? Because our hope comes from him. He alone is my rock. (laughs) Think about that. He is my rock. You know, he's the one that I depend upon. He's, he is a solid, firm foundation. He is the rock that I stand upon. Anything that I'm standing on, no matter what winds of life come my way, I'm standing on him. I'm standing on the rock of my salvation. And he is my stronghold. And the stronghold is in our mind. And it can be, you know, we can be strong. God can give us strength that we never had. You know, we can wake up so tired. And if we just say, Lord, you are my strength. You are my strength. Lord, you are my strength. Next thing you know, you got strength. You got a lot of strength, a lot of empowerment. We can work out and get strength. But when we think about he is our stronghold, we want him to be in our mind, to to be our stronghold. I have such a mindset that no matter what I go through, I know I'm not going through it alone. God is my rock. He's the rock of my salvation. No matter what winds blow in the earth or blow. I mean, I've been through a tornado and I've seen the wind blow literally in a tornado where um, I was 14 years old. And uh, I won't tell the whole story because it's kind of long, but maybe someday soon I will. But my dad had called me in and there was um, two other of my sisters that were there. And my other sister and brother were with my mom. Uh, And this happened in Rochester, Indiana. So my dad said, "Uh, it looks like it's going to storm. Get in here now. And so I did. It was real uh, weird color, like orangish, orange, gray outside. Anyways, as soon as I got in the house, windows started smashing and breaking and all this. And my dad laid on top of us. And he said, don't worry about it. I can replace windows. Well, we got up and there was nothing to replace. I mean, there was nothing at all except like roof hanging over our head. So that wind was so powerful. It was so strong. But guess what? We were alive. We were saved. We were spared. As a matter of fact, I'm going to throw this in because this is my testimony. I was in the laundry room. My parents owned a motel, and there was um, a horseshoe driveway. The motels were on each side of the horseshoe, and then in the back was a five-bedroom, three-bath, beautiful ranch home. My parents had just bought it a year ago, and it was uh, had a bad reputation, but they put 
their picture in the paper. They advertised, and it was booming. They turned it around. And so my sister and I were supposed to go to a dance. There was a big picture window. I wanted to always please my parents. So I was doing the laundry of the sheets and the towels and whatnot. My dad called me actually three times. First couple of times he said, you need to get in here. And I'm like, Dad, I'm almost done. You know, I want to please Mom. You guys are letting us go to the dance. They never let us go anywhere. And so we were so geeked about it. So I'm trying to do my best to please them, get the laundry done. And finally, the last time he said, you get your blankety blank in here now. It's going to storm. And I'm like, whoa, he means it. Okay, I'm going in there. To make a long story short, the truck that was parked in front, which was my dad's truck, went right through the picture window where I would have been standing. So the winds blew, and yes, it was devastating, but we all were spared. Even my mom and my sister and brother, they ran into hail. They were miles away because my sister had to go to the back doctor. And they, even though that they were miles away, they were spared too. And they ran into golf-sized hail. And it looked, it, was, it looked like bombs, like there was a war. And there were 13 people killed in that tornado. And so my testimony is God spared me. And he spared my sisters and my brother. My one sister had just broke her arm and had her cast off. And she came from the back bedroom, which was a good thing because afterwards there was no back bedroom. And she was literally being sucked out the window. My dad grabbed her hand or her arm, which she was didn't want him to do because she just got her cast off. So God spared our lives. So our lives mean something. And we could have been killed, and we weren't. But there was a strong wind that came in through our life, and it could have blown us away. Yes, there was times afterward that I was afraid. But this is the thing that's so awesome about God. He delivered me from all fear of tornadoes and winds. Now, I'm not going to be stupid and be a tornado watcher. I mean, Lord, forgive me. I don't mean if people go out and watch them, but I'm not going to put myself in a harm's way of getting myself in the middle of a tornado when I don't have to. But I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of tornadoes at all. And I think of another testimony too, but I won't go there. But anyways, so the rock is my, Jesus is the rock of my salvation. He is my stronghold. He is in my mind. And I know I can trust him. I will not be shaken. And there's many trials afterwards from that tornado that I've gone through and many trials that you have gone through or are going through. And just know that if you don't know him, you can know him. You can call upon his name. His name alone is so powerful. When you mention the name of Jesus, he is right there. He promised never to leave us, never to forsake us. Demons tremble at that name. And it's very powerful. So rest in God alone. Oh, my soul and my hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will not be shaken. Awesome, awesome scripture. So there's another one, Psalm 33, 18. And I know I'm giving a lot of, lot of scriptures, but these are things that we stand on. These are the things that we meditate on. We can meditate on the word. David, King David, 
That's what he said. I meditate on the the word day and night. And that's how you can memorize scripture. You just meditate on it day and night. You get a scripture and you just go over it in your mind all the time. And then what happens? It gets into your belief system. It gets into your heart and you believe what you're saying. You believe that, hey, yeah, that is for me. And then you act upon it. How do you think David killed the giant Goliath? Because he actually killed a lion with his bare hands and a bear with his bare hands because he had the strength. The almighty God gave him the strength to do it. Why? Because he believed in his God. And that's what's so awesome. Our belief system is so powerful, what we believe in. And this scripture, Psalm 33, 18, behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love. Every one of these, the hope and the love are together. So think about it. Faith, hope, and love, they're intertwined together. And the Lord said, greater is love. So in the scripture, it says, behold the eye of the Lord. Does God have eyes? Absolutely. He has ears. He has nose. He says that our prayers are as incense before him. He smells our prayers. His ears, he says that the Lord bows his ear to the prayer of the righteous. None of us are righteous. It's only because of him, what, what Jesus did on the cross that makes us righteous. It's not, none of our works make us righteous at all. But he has eyes and he beholds us. And this is why we can stand in awe of him. The fear of the Lord is reverence of him. In Proverbs 9, verse 10, I believe it is, says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To know the Holy One is understanding. So this scripture says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love. There it is again, that steadfast love. That love is moving. He, his, he's just moving, and he can move mountains out of our way. He can move people out of our life if they need to be. He can put people in our life, move people in our life. He can move us from one place to another. He is on the move. He is a loving God. And uh, when it says, behold, the eye of the Lord, when I had my home, I randomly took a picture out my door wall off of my deck. And when I looked at it on my phone, I'm like, oh my gosh, that looks like an eye in the cloud. And it was like a cloudy day or whatever. And I zoomed in and it was the shape of this huge eye had the pupil and everything. And I've showed it to many, many people. And a lot of people see it. Some don't, but a lot of people see it. I mean, you can just see it. And uh, when I got that, I was like, okay, Lord, are you talking to me? So I kind of put him to the test, right? I said, if you're talking to me, then I'm going to open the word. And I want you to speak directly to me. Because I know I see an eye in this cloud. And I opened up the Bible. And my eyes were directed right to the scripture. And it was Psalms 32, verse 8. And it says, let's see, it says, I will instruct you in the way that you should go. No, it says, um, behold, the eye of the Lord will instruct you in the way that you should go. 
And I was so blown away. I'm like, you really are talking to me. You gave me signs and wonders. God has given me so many signs and wonders through pictures, through visions, through uh, so many great, awesome things. Even through talking through people, like you might pray one thing. Next thing you know is you, you are talking to somebody. Could be a complete stranger. Could be someone you know. And boom, there's your answer. God gave you the answer through them. Or they say the same thing that you were just reading in scripture or praying about or whatever. He is on the move and he is doing great things. And I am so glad that you joined me today. I have had so much fun and I hope, I really do hope that you have too. I hope that you are hoping for something good. And so I just want to bless you today. I just want to pray for you today and, and give you hope. So Father, I just come before you and praise you and thank you for this time together with whoever may be listening. And I pray that you would give them hope, put it in their hearts, put it in their mind, in their mindset. Give them hope for tomorrow, hope for today, hope for whatever they're believing for. And let them know that you are near them. You are there. And I just speak blessings over all the listeners, Lord, that you would just bless them exceedingly, abundantly, above all that they could ask or think in Jesus' name. Have a blessed day. Thanks again for being with me.